1: going on everybody it's game that tune and we're back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we got john regan with us say hey hey we've got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got david fleming say hey hey hell yeah guys welcome back game that tune episode 179 in the house is that the most syllables for an episode number we've had so far i think it is yeah. uh this is, uh, is going to be a great show tonight, fellas. If you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, we are going to listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with the songs and a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night plays some bonus tunes and gives us a theme for the next episode. And our winner last week, free of controversy, was uh, the uh, beloved David Fleming. And David, you've got the theme for this week's episode. What do you, what do you got for us?
2: Uh, well, considering the uh, fall season uh, coming up on a certain famous holiday, uh, the theme is collecting games where you have to collect specific items.
1: Yes, that holiday, of course, next Thursday. Collect giving, um, or thank collecting. Um, it's,
2: it's a time of harvest. It makes
1: sense. Yes, yes, yes. You, you know, uh, I frequently you know go and harvest Funko Pops from the local Target. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> A, a totally sensical theme, and I appreciate that, David. No, it's it's games with collectibles. So, uh, you know, little shiny things all over the game to distract you from doing a speed run. That's what we're talking about in this ga- this week's episode. Uh, actually, wait, no, David. He specifically said it's games in which you must collect things to complete the game. It's not coins and. Uh, music notes and uh, um, yeah, I, I did Gen Genjo's clar- All my I, collectibles come from Banjo-Kazooie and you, you have to get all of them. I don't know why I don't consider them necessary. Uh, <laughs> I,
2: say, I did clarify, um, it is a game, any game that features something that you have to collect to complete a story or a specific yes. quest or it's Bingo. not just there is stuff you can grab because that's every oh, right. game ever.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. Koroks Really. <laughs> Oh, crap. I mean,
3: it Jesse, that, you're <laughs> fine. It was that... Oh, really, I'm, I'm fucked. <laughs> Jesse
1: might have fallen asleep for the theme last week. It's okay.
3: No, I understood the theme. It was collecting things. and
2: I mean, Jesse, as with all of our themes, they're not really thought out, and if you can make a case, you're fine. I don't yes. know you
3: really, really got specific today, and like last week, you weren't nearly as specific.
1: Yeah, oh, you know, we'll uh, we'll review the tape. We'll see how specific David was. Very specific. And uh, you know, we'll just you know, the focus is on the fun. It's not on justifying uh, the collectibles. It's about the music and it's about the goofing off and having fun. Like all episodes, of game that tune. Uh, the theme really is not uh, not important at any point when John Regan's on the show. It, you, know, <laughs> you barely ever have to adhere to the episode. theme. So yeah. Uh, also, with that in mind, the the request tonight, the fantastic fan request, not not very adherent to the theme. So, uh, you know, you you work with what you got here on Game That Tune. So, Johnny, let's jump into it, man. Let's start it up with Game One.
0: Game One.
2: So, excuse me, the main hero of this game is the first hero in the main series to have a voice actor in the English version of the game. John, Jesse, let me see your answers. Johnny, do you have a guess? <sighs> oh, so close. So Johnny says crown with a drawing of a crown. Sadly incorrect. Uh, Jesse and John have the correct answer of Dragon Quest 11. Jesse's slightly more correct because he says Dragon Quest 11 S, uh, and this is the music pulled from Dragon Quest 11 S. He's right. The uh, difference being, um, the original game on the PS4 release had really crappily made like MIDI sounds, whereas the <laughs> Dragon Quest version on Switch has full orchestrated soundtrack. And it's great.
1: Yes. What, a, what a dick move and, you know, good correction on the part of, uh, can we put it all at the feet of the composer or is it the, the company? I mean, like why on earth would they ever release a dragon quest game for PS4 with not a nicely orchestrated soundtrack? Like what a fucking dick move.
2: <laughs> well, allegedly, and I mean, it's all speculation and hearsay. Um, but the composer likes selling out symphony concerts. So it's like, yes. Oh yeah, don't put the orchestrated soundtrack. I want people to come see the live performance. And then when they ported this game to Switch, they're like, no, fuck you, we're we're using the orchestrated version.
1: <laughs> oh, that's such nonsense. I mean, I appreciate wanting to sell the tickets, but, like, if you don't enjoy the music as you're playing the game, are you going to pay money to go to a symphony of the game's music? Like, you know, if they just put in... No, sh- oh, I guess Zelda's not a great example because they were, you know, middies and bleep bloops for a long time, but, like, uh, you know some of the most effective moments in the later Zelda games were from fucking like the music and like Skyward Sword and shit you know otherwise. Oh for sure. Fi- just fine game made even better by great music and as such people turn up for Hyrule Symphony so.
2: Like... Well and I remember it's like one of the selling points in like the trailers for Dragon Quest XI um, S for the Switch. <laughs> Finally was the like, music. <laughs> it's like oh yeah you can alternate between the original PS4 tra- soundtrack and an updated orchestra soundtrack. like why in God's name would you ever go back
1: why (laughs) it's like uh maybe that's just a hallmark of square's recent hubris because they had the same thing with the secret of mana remake for ps4 and if you listen to the new songs for about five seconds each it's like no i should change over to the old songs this was a mistake i (laughs) I, I
2: did the exact thing it's like you know what i'm gonna
1: switch back to the old music no no
2: i'm (laughs) immediately turning back
1: oops uh yeah, so anyway, uh, you know, what's uh, the composer? Sugiyama? Uh, a friend of the show. We call him Sugi. Yes. Um Not to be confused know. with Shiggy. No, exactly. Shiggy's, you know, more uh, combative friend Sugi. Uh You know, he, he made a big oof on this one. It was a mistake to release the soundtrack in the way that he did. So glad he corrected it for the Switch. And, uh, David, I'm glad you, that you're into this series now. It's it's fun having you into Japanese RPGs, man. Like, uh, hit us with your Dragon Quest XI, love.
2: Yeah, I was, um, historically not a big RPG fan as someone who did not have a Super Nintendo or a PlayStation 1, so I pretty much
1: missed... All JRPGs. Uh, RPGs.
2: <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I've I've played Dragon Quest IV. I enjoyed it. I played Dragon Quest VIII on the 3DS. I enjoyed it. It's like, maybe I'll give this game a shot. Sure, this will be fun. And damn if this game didn't sink its claws into me. Uh, this game is amazing. And I have really been enjoying it. And I think one of the things that I really love about this game is... All of the like small subtle quality of life improvements to it while still keeping like the very familiar like it's still turn-based combat it's still like a very classic JRPG but you can change the lineup of your party in the middle of a battle turn so like if there's ever a point where you get to a battle, it's like, oh, I'd, I'd really like another magic user. Let me just take this turn to pop another one in there. Um, you're welcome to save, or excuse me, not save, uh, use the forge. There's a, an item that you get where you can kind of craft your own weapons and shields and armor and whatnot. Um, it used to be in the original PS4 version. You could only do that at a save point. Now you can do it whenever you want um that's a nice little benefit um every character has different like costumes that you can dress up in and if you've played other rpgs you know how it's like oh there's this armor set i really like it has these really great stat boosts but it makes me look like an idiot so this game like you can equip armor without you can change your appearance by equipping armor without changing your stats like one of the mage characters has a dancer costume that puts her in kind of this, like, really slinky, silky, sexy costume. If you don't like that, you can still equip the armor, but not change the visuals. And if you do like it, you can put her in different armor, but still keep the sexy costume. Like, there's a lot of those small kind of changes and difference that I really like about this game. I dig
3: it.
1: Jesse, have you played this yet?
3: (laughs) Um, actually, I downloaded the demo recently, and I've been uh, playing it just a little bit. It, it seems pretty cool so far.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, from what I understand, a very generous demo. I was gonna um, say, that
2: was another thing, like, the demo lasts, like, because the, the game starts off, you have, you know, the small town, you grow up in the small town, you have your childhood friend, she teaches you how to battle very basic monsters, and then you start your quest. So I kind of thought, like, oh, maybe that's where the demo ends. Oh, No. I'm questing. <laughs> I've met my second party member. Okay, we've gone through this dungeon. Oh, here's this big climactic end where the enemy army is chasing me. Here's where the demo ends. Oh, no, no. It's nope. still going. Like, <laughs> still it's happening. like the first ten hours of the game is the
1: demo. That's,
3: that's pretty that's fucking cool. cool.
1: <laughs> And, you know, I know it's, like, basic stuff at this point to be able to play a demo and then, like, uh, carry that save data over into your actual thing. I did it with Octopath Traveler. I mean, but it's a nice touch. Like, you get ten hours out of the way on the demo. If you don't know if you like this game after ten hours... Yeah. ...then you're not buying. Like, yeah. You know, if you get ten hours out of that game, it's like, eh. <laughs> like No, you shouldn't be on the fence after ten hours.
2: Well, <laughs> so. and the other thing I like is, like, you have a ten-hour RPG as a free demo... There are yeah. there are games that are, like, $20 that don't give you 10 hours of gameplay. Like, this is all right. for free.
1: Yeah, no, that's yeah, basically a free RPG. <laughs> that's impressive. Uh, just, you get no closure, so um, uh, it is what it is. <laughs>
2: but one thing that I thought was super cool about this game and how it ties into the theme. So, throughout the game, I actually, I think in the opening cutscene, you see these, like, really strange... Like ghost-like creatures called Tuckles that are these kind of like see-through, like chubby things. Um, Tuckles? No, Tackle.
3: Oh, okay. Tacos. Oh, I love tacos. Oh, you like tacos?
2: Yum. So eventually, like, you find one of them. It's like, oh, you're the magic destined hero who will save everything. We need you. So they pull you into this alternate world um, and their hometown of Tickington because the Tackles are like guardians of time and space. And when you mm. go back into Tickington, everything changes to like a 16-bit 2D art style, which I think is uh, like a okay. really cool, cute reference.
1: Yeah. Um, can't you play the entire game in that art style? Like You can.
2: Um, if you want, so- you can't. S-
1: fucking cool
2: (laughs) i i did it for a little bit i was like oh i'm gonna go to the 2d that'll be fun i didn't stay that way for long because in the 3d version you know you run into monsters on the overworld you can kind of attack them before you run into them you can avoid them if you don't want to battle when you go into 2d it's all random encounters it's like oh Oh. i don't want to do this
1: yeah (laughs) hmm
2: but as you go to Tickington, everything goes to 2D and they're like, oh yeah, the, the great time stream, everything is fucked up. You have to go find our friends who are trying to save everything. So you get this separate side quest where you have to go and collect all these other toggles. And when you do, you go to um, this place called the Echo Chamber in Tickington or Tickington, where once you have saved one of them, you go up to, um, an altar and they're like, oh yeah, you have saved me. Please, go back into time, into this dimension. Fix the problem that's happening. And you go back to every other Dragon Quest game ever. So, like, they they recreated all of the old Dragon Quest games in this 2D art style, and you get to revisit them, so... You get to go back to, like, um, there's a section in Dragon Quest IV where you actually run into. It's when you first meet Elena um, with your hero because, like, you're trying to save one of the characters and you just bump into her while she's on a different quest. You get to go there and you get to chat with Elena. Um, Jesse, I know you've been playing Dragon Quest V. Like, you go to the village that the hero was from in the first game. Like, That's pretty cool. And it's just like, it's so cool because most RPG side quests are like, oh, go around the world, find these things, we'll give you a sword. Or like an updated armor. Like this quest is, hey, go back to every other game in this series and interact with people.
3: Yeah, I like it. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I, I got to say though, I am exhausted and it got less and less cute every time you said Tackle or Tickington. Uh, you know, as I realized, it was like a time travel, like race or whatever. I'm like, this is getting less and less cute. <laughs> you know, the tackles all through Tickington, and oh, no, nope, it's it's less of a good pun every time you say it. It was like the B sharps, like it's just less, less <laughs> and less cute. But they're <laughs> so
2: cute. They're just these charming little like fat ghost monsters. They're I mean, like cute. slimes, but with arms slarms exactly that's what you <laughs> awesome. know that's honestly what they should have called them
1: yeah i would love it if, if, they, if they literally just rolled out some slimes with arms and they were called slarms i'd be like yeah oh. this game gets it this game gets it right yeah, sold i don't even have 100 hours for this i'm buying it like i don't have nearly enough time for an rpg right now i Ugh. do
2: love that uh There are certain monsters that once you defeat them, you can then ride them. So, like, you can ride a golem, or you can ride a saber cat, or, like, you can steal a giant skeleton monster and ride that around from one of the skeleton knights. One of the monsters that you can ride is a slime knight, and I just imagine, like... I was like, I just imagine, it's like, okay, you beat the knight, you take his slime. When you actually do ride it, you can see the slime knight kind of, like, shifted to the front, hanging on for dear life. Like, you literally just kind of kicked him off and took over his slime.
1: Okay, yeah, that I like. Uh. This game's just
2: so damn charming.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that, you know that seems, uh, seems to be the way of things with these recent Dragon Quest games and you know, it, it makes it again not to double back to that but all the more flummoxing that they would ever bother putting this out with the wrong music <laughs> like what were <laughs> they thinking <laughs> like you want this game to be home run charming and like when this came out uh, before it came out for Switch or was even announced for Switch every review I read was like hey, this is a pretty good game and they fucked up on that music and I'm like "That's how- Why would they do that surely they'll patch that haven't yet, still waiting. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's flummoxing to me because delightful music, well orchestrated, fantastic themes. You know, kind of a hallmark of the series. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. well, and that's one of uh, the things that like threw me off. It's like, hey, we have a giant JRPG from Square Enix. Awesome! I can't wait to hear the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Do you though? Do you?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like you know, say what you will. Uh, but like Yokoshima Moro would never pull some shit like that <laughs> like yeah <laughs> they need to need to give fucking Sugi a reality check hard <laughs> like you know if Yuzo Koshiro ever fucking orchestrated like a game like this you better believe he wouldn't put up with them putting out mini versions of his shit like
2: yeah. love the idea of somebody coming up to like Koji Kondo it's like we want you to score the next Zelda Whew. we're doing midis.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, are, are you sure <laughs> fuck it midis yeah, Koji
3: Kondo, but I'm gonna record really good brunt's. versions of
1: them and then convert them to MIDI's.
3: <laughs> like... Can you find me the ZX Spectrum sound chip? I want to use yeah. that. <laughs> right.
1: I need this game to sound farty. Like, <laughs> let's just let's make it awful. Uh, All yeah. right, we've got Sook the out. instrumentation.
2: <laughs> like he just comes in, looks at the orchestra, It's like, "This is beautiful." Remove the cellos. Uh, yeah. Are you sure? Good like, yes.
1: i going to change all the strings to a mouth harp. <laughs> what?
5: No. <laughs> I got a speaker, some bare wires, and a battery. I'm good.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Give me <laughs> give me a couple of conductors. I've got an old box spring out back and a two by four. I'll beat you a good soundtrack into it. <laughs> the whole soundtrack is just
5: like electronic buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God, that, you know, some DIY found art fucking garbage music for a Dragon Quest game would be pretty great. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, David, anything else? I'm sure there's, you know, tons of other things. Uh, how far along are you in Dragon Quest Eleven? How, how close are you to beating this bitch?
2: Um, I think the last time I checked
1: my save file, I was like 15
2: hours in, so approximately 0.3%.
1: Is that a joke <laughs> or? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. I was like, "Hold on, like you're just not doing the main quest, right?"
2: <laughs> I mean, I've done a couple of the side quests, um, but I've been mostly focused on the story. Uh, but I think I'm in Act Two of the game. Like it's okay. it's a big ass game, and yeah. every single moment of it has been delightful. Um, I would encourage everyone to buy it
1: because I want this game to succeed. I will not take that endorsement. I don't have time. Um, Thank you, John.
2: I appreciate that. I, I mean, cool. No.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm still looking mournfully at my shelf with Persona Five and like, oh, I never had time for you. I was a fool.
2: Oh <laughs> like, God, if Persona like Five, then never mind. Like, I bought Persona your time. Five
1: a couple of months before my son was born. It was the <laughs> stupidest thing I ever did. <laughs> like, no. Never going to get to finish that. <laughs> like, uh, It's going to be, you know, his high school graduation gift is going to be the complete screen of Persona 5. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, but Anyway. I did this for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be the day. One of these, you know, it's someday, someday. But uh, hell yeah, man. Great game. And uh, Johnny, let's keep it moving, man.
0: Game 2.
5: Right, so Dan Johnson was an employee famous for his in-game cameos this this game is his first time he performed the in-game cameo by putting his face on some coins in a fountain guys who's uh who's got some uh, answer guesses or guess answers all right um let's see john says from what is this like well, from the mixed up files of mrs basil e frankie the game yeah close enough all right uh that's not right and, uh, david, <laughs> david and jesse both say spyro 2 which is correct this is Spyro 2's Ripto's Rage. Did I, w- I say Spyro 2's? Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage.
2: I would like to point out that I specifically wrote Spyro 2, Ripto's Revenge, so.
5: Which is incorrect.
2: That is Rage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ripto's Toys Rage. Revenge. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever the subtitle of this game, I wrote it out. In okay.
5: Europe, it was actually subtitled as, um,. Gateway to Glimmer, which sounds like a very different kind of game.
2: Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic, John. Are we in Germany? No? Cool. So it's Ripto's Revenge. Or Ripto's Rage. God damn God it. Damn it. <laughs> Stop trying to flex.
1: You didn't what own is this a PlayStation. This is, this is a bad flex This game flex is Spyro
2: 2. John, tell us about Spyro 2. Yeah, and, and Riptoid's so. Revenge.
1: <laughs> and Riptoid's Rage. Yeah, Ripto, Rip, Riptron's Rolades. <laughs> Go so, on So yeah
5: Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage You you have to um, Collect talismans That's the collectible In this game And it's for the Playstation And What do you do With looks- the talismans John Do you need them To complete the game You do need them To complete the game You have to collect The talismans To be able to Actually fight the bosses Mm. See, this
2: is my favorite part of any episode of Game That Tune, and it's something that our audio podcast listeners can never experience, is watching John discuss a game while slowly turning to watch his monitor to read the Wikipedia entry about said game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you did not even need to bring that up, David, because my next question was, John, why did you pick this? How could you have played this game? (laughs)
5: Oh, uh, well, I picked it because I was thinking of games slash asking Danielle what game I should do. And she's like, you have an Inspire game, have you?" He's like, oh, we have.
1: We have an Inspire too. So let's do that. You know, that's fair enough. She did famously guest appear on a an episode quite some time ago about Crash Team Racing. Uh, or no, Crash Bandicoot in which she demonstrated the strange flex of saying that Crash Team Racing was better than Mario Kart, at which point we all went, oh, and she got scared away and never appeared on the show ever again. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I,
2: I, I love the idea of John being the master of, like, Sega Genesis and earlier and Sega Saturn and after, but in that weird in-between pierce, like, uh, let me ask my wife, hey, what PlayStation game should I use?
1: <laughs> you played games people like.
2: What did you like? <laughs> I
1: well,
2: always thought uh, they
3: called you Johnny Spyro. Yeah.
2: I also love the idea of Johnny being a master of everything from the Sega Saturn onward.
5: Yeah. Well, that's a lot of things. Like, that's. that's wait. Like, that's what
2: I mean. It's that includes like, GameCube. So, like, you. Have your, you have your thumb on, like, the pulse of gaming right now. Obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I love <laughs> yes. the
1: idea of Johnny being like the master of almost anything that other people have played. Like, you know, his his demonstrable wheelhouses are the Sonic series, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, <laughs> and like a few Dreamcast games. And that's kind of it. Like <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> a, there's
2: a weird scattering of
1: indie <laughs> games mixed in there too. Yeah, and a lot of Steam shit. So, uh Yeah. Yeah. I also
2: love the idea of like Johnny being a master of the Sonic series. Like, well, to be fair, it's the Sonic series pre nineteen
3: ninety five. Oh, and well, no, Warcraft he- too, because they put that on Mac.
5: Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Starcraft. Don't forget that. I'm actually pretty good yep. at it. <laughs> Not, whoa! I'm not, I, whoa, I'm not whoa, whoa. hot take hot take I'm weird flex John. <laughs> so I'm not korean good at starcraft but I'm pretty good at, <laughs> I'm like
1: US good
3: okay episode title not korean good
1: <laughs> not korean good um so none anyway, of us are korean all of this ties good into spyro. at <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man how many uh you know are you korean good at spyro <laughs> no <laughs> Jesus, John. What are you doing to us, man? You're trying to alienate our <laughs> Korean
5: audience? So, there's a couple of other collectibles in this game, such as... Uh, Koreans. Are they Koreans? <laughs> there's... You You can collect orbs, and you do those by completing secondary tasks for NPCs. So, you have, like, secondary quests and collectibles that you can go on to. So, if you want collectibles, I think this game's got a pretty good amount of them. Talismans, orbs... Um, Koreans. Money. That's
1: <laughs> all any game needs: is talisman orbs and money. <laughs> um, and uh,
5: yeah, hmm. the only character to the only characters to come in from Spyro One is Spyro and his little dragonfly buddy. No other characters from Spyro One uh, reappear. Uh, they recast Spyro in this game before he was voiced by. Um, was not he uh, Elijah Wood? No, I think in, like, the PlayStation 2 or something, he was voiced by Elijah Wood. But okay. in PlayStation 1, he was originally voiced by Carlos, uh... Al- Santana, Al-
2: oh.
1: Oh. Carlos
2: Al- <laughs> yeah. Alice Rocky, yeah, he was, um... Yeah. Oh, Rob God.
1: Santana, the smooth guy?
2: <laughs> no, yeah. Carlos Alice Rocky, I believe, was the voice of Ickis on All Real Monsters, but for sure... Ooh. Oh, no! No, 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 no! He's the voice of uh, Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life, and he is definitively... Um, he's the voice of the Taco Bell Chihuahua.
5: Yes. Also, Reno 911. That's primarily what I know him
1: from. No, Who's John, from we know him Reno from Taco 9-1? Bell commercials and Rocco in this house. I mean, <laughs> he didn't <laughs> who is- voice
2: anybody from Reno 911. 90- he played a character on Reno 911. Yeah. Who-, who did he play? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> no, he was that <laughs> like- cartoon Taco Bell dog on Reno 911. So <laughs> he voiced one. the car on Reno 911.
5: Is there a big difference between voicing a character and or voicing a,
2: somebody and playing a character like it sounds like yes. it's kind of the same
5: thing just wow just a camera you should not.
2: absolutely have an actor friend because physical performance and vocal performance are two very different things
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: now, I, as
1: listeners I of this podcast know very well
4: <laughs>
5: um <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, no, he no. got he got replaced by Tom Kenny in this game. I'm not sure who that is. But. Uh,
2: Tom Good. Kenny is the voice of Whoa. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> John,
1: I mean, amongst wow. many
2: other things, but he's probably <laughs> most Show? famous for, um,
1: SpongeBob SquarePants. Wow, John, you really got a bone up on your voice actors. <laughs> I love how like just, this this segment
2: started with John like trying to flex on something, and me just flexing on voice actor talent.
1: <laughs> I mean. Yeah, he tried to flex on knowing what game this was, and then, uh, you know, made the utter mistake of bringing up voice actors around David. So, David, without Googling, show me your hands. Let me see those hands. You know, did you uh, did you realize your mistake? Who played Ickes on Are Real Monsters while we're talking about that?
2: God damn it. I was just about to search that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who played Ickes, um, because I remember uh okay sorry so, no 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 oh no tim curry was the voice of not the grumble but the grumbles like little like fly friend um whose name i can't remember and i'm trying to remember because i do remember the the voice cast for all real monsters being very different um mm-hmm. like
1: david uh, eccles was crumb
2: david eccles was crumb um oh god give me a second i know oblina i guess goddess my witness i know oblina i just can't think of her name and um, would it help
1: if i told you that the voice actor that played icus also had a role in transformers movies
2: oh charlie adler it's charlie adler (laughs) Ah, good job oh god Uh, this is gonna bug me um Ickus and
1: Starscream. I was going to say,
2: keeping hands up. He was also um, the voice of Cow Chicken and the Red Devil from Cow and Chicken.
1: Bingo, baby! Charlie Adler's um, got a fun voice, and he's not Richard Horvitz.
2: Um, God, um, uh- ca-
1: this segment's wildly off the rails.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. I, I don't know if you have um, Oblina's actresses like career in front of you. But if you can give me another role, I know, I know it, I know, I swear.
1: Um, I mean, no, I wasn't looking any of this up. I, I, I know it offhand. I know David Oh, She was in Rugrats. And see, it's that's not EG Daily, is it? Nope. no, no, she's man, Darkwing Duck. Oh, she's critic!
2: Oh God, she was Goslin.
1: Um, she's dead. Oh, <coughs> salute your shorts. <coughs> that's who I thought it was. <laughs> uh babe the pig No, I know. I know it. Oh
5: god, Finster.
1: Yes, um, Nick-
5: Nickelodeon 3D movie
2: maker.
1: <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> <laughs> We're just so- <laughs>
2: torturing the poor boy. <laughs> I was going to say somebody tell me her name. I know it. I just can't think of it.
1: It's Christine Cavanaugh. Christine
2: Cavanaugh. That's
5: it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. This is so way more fun Spyro. than the discussion of Spyro 2. <laughs> You know, I could have been using all that time to read more about Spire real quick, and I definitely <laughs> did not. I was definitely just looking up Actresses from Doing Barbara a deep concerns. dive on Christine's Kavanaugh. <laughs> Son of a bitch.
1: God. Um yeah, uh, rest, I'm in, rest in peace. Christine Kavanaugh. Um
2: Cancer, I think.
1: Yeah. Sad yeah. cancer. The saddest of cancers. <laughs> As, <laughs> As
2: opposed to cancer?
1: I don't know where I was going. Mostly, just
3: oh, if only enti- she would have gotten the happy cancer. En-
1: just say it entirely too young, like you know, a sweet woman who did nothing but bring joy into the world, and then she died of cancer. That's you know, it's it's sad cancer. God
2: damn it! <laughs> you know it's not sad. Spyro two. Take it away,
1: Johnny.
0: Game three.
1: Sad cancer. All right, guys so this is our fan request for the evening this one comes to us from patreon super fan and frequent requester of strange games dell at delition hikari on twitter and uh so this game trivia question for a trivia hint all of this game's levels take place in which state guys how you feeling great we
2: a, do we get a bonus point if we guess the state
5: no
1: no <laughs> <All> right, damn <laughs> <laughs> Okay. so John says pet sounds which is good based on the music but not correct Jesse says Camp California and his answer to the trivia question is California which is uh, the game is incorrect but the trivia answer uh. is correct <laughs> And David has the correct
3: answer. This
1: is Yo Bro.
3: Yo Bro. The, uh, the other Beach Boys game.
1: Okay, see, that's, that was my worry. Was, is there another Beach Boys game?
3: <laughs> yeah, Camp California.
1: Fuck! I thought Yo <laughs> Bro was the one.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, if you... Obviously, I knew. Um, from my own personal experience but if you search Fun 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 Beach Boys video game you are linked oh. to an article about
1: So yeah, normally I search Fun 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 Beach Boys on like X videos and it just you know, <laughs> I don't include video game and it gets me the things I'm looking for but no you gotta like, find those Brian Wilson lookalikes <laughs> oh, I just see, the Fun Fun I- Beach Boys
2: <laughs> See now I just, just say, it's like now I want somebody to make a compilation of um, various girls performing you know things all set to the tune of California Girls, but yes, specifically I, like people who are from the Midwest, the Mid Atlantic, and so on.
1: Anyway. Um, so, no, I'm sorry, Jesse. I didn't realize that there was another game for TurboGrafx-16 featuring real Beach Boys music, and it was Camp California. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give you a point, because I don't know if I did my research well enough.
2: Are they both TurboGrafx-16 games? Yes. And what an got oddly that- specific market.
1: <laughs> wow. And they've got that same... Uh, I think they feature the same character, because the cover for Camp California... It's uh it's a bunch of animals piling into a car. There's like a pelican and uh like uh like a heron and some other ki- type of seabird and then driving the car is this rat ass bear with Sunrise Wilson. On. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean an, the animal bear, not a not a description of the man. Um,
3: is, is Charles Manson in this game at any point? See, no, I don't think so, because these came out well after
1: the tape, like share tape murders, and <laughs> everything, and so he kind of lost his like kids game appeal at that point. Uh, and also, <laughs> did this game you play- ever have kid
2: game appeal? You've no, never that's played the point.
3: Manhunt.
1: <laughs> it came out well after he had been you know, uh, put in prison for his murder plot, uh, and in this game, you play as a skateboarding bear, <laughs> so. No, Charles Manson didn't make it. <laughs> um,
2: also, can we yeah. please, when you are editing this episode, please pull out, you play as a skateboarding bear, so no, Charles Manson did not make it.
1: <laughs> yeah, despite his songwriting credit and the royalties, he got off Yo Bro. Uh, you know, no, he didn't make the game, even as the boss. The, 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 that would have been pretty great if Charles Manson were the final boss of the Beach Boys video games. Um, but he wasn't. Uh, fuck that guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, yeah, man, uh, you know, there's a couple of fun things with, uh, with this game. Yo, bro. One, we got this request in, like, the first couple of months of starting Game That Tune because Dell is an insane person. And this has sat in our request queue the entire time. Uh, two, I do believe... (laughs) This is Game That Tune episode 179, and this is the first TurboGrafx-16 game <laughs> we've used in the entire show. <laughs> yeah! That's, that's
3: kind of terrible.
1: Yeah, uh, what the fuck's wrong with us? <laughs> I
2: I feel like we must have used some shmup that was on the TurboGrafx-16 at some point. But nope.
1: exclusively? Probably not. Um, huh. So yes, uh, welcome to the Game That Tune canon. TurboGrafx 16, you delightful console. Um, and All right, then three.
2: Regardless of what the next episode's theme is, I'm using like Bonk's Revenge or some shit.
1: Yeah, it's time to make up for lost time. <laughs> um, and then three, yeah, this game is YoPro, in which you play as a skateboarding bear who skates around levels, uh, you know, killing monsters and saving kids. It's kind of like 720 with a little bit of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. With a little bit of Beach Boys <laughs> I mean like it's, uh- God.
5: I, I, I'm so disappointed though Because like all these Beach Boys tunes Are like slowed down versions I think California Girls is the only one That's about like the right speed right. But that is the slowest version of fun 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 I've ever heard I was about like- to say
2: John like I don't remember A fast tempo version of California Girls like Even the David Lee Roth version was pretty Slowed down Yep yeah, right. but,
5: like, Little Deuce Coop should be pretty quick. Fun 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 should be pretty quick. And the whole time I was like, oh, my God. Like, Little Deuce
2: Coop, that was the first song. It's like, I recognized it, yeah, but yeah. I couldn't place it for the life of me.
1: Oh, I know my Beach Boys. I,
3: I know. know. That's why I, why I was anticipating
1: boys. this would be a good discussion, because if nothing else, we can fall back on Johnny talking about the fact that he knows his Beach Boys. Um, <laughs> Personally. How, how
3: well do you know them?
5: Uh, like, we hang out every summer. They come to my parents' house, and we make a big paella. Um And yeah. Brian Wilson goes crazy And yeah, it's a good time
3: <laughs> How I much did... coke do you use? <laughs>
2: a lot <laughs> I uh, do actually okay. distinctly remember you Johnny in high school being upset At other people in high school Knowing the Beach Boys Only from the song Kokomo Like no the Beach Boys Is had so worst... many more songs than that Like get the fuck out of here
5: Yeah Kokomo's their worst song Hands Come on. down Come on. It's the worst. They had a music video with
2: Muppets. And John Stamos. It's it's a trash song. Was John Stamos in that video? He He
1: was was. in the... Uh, Maybe. He was in the actual one, not the Muppets one.
2: Okay, I was about Uh, to say, I was like, I watched that a lot. I remember a lot of Muppets, but not John Stamos.
1: Oh, he was in there. Um... No, Kokomo's fine, man. It's not a trash song. You're a trash person. What's wrong with you? Do we need to... Mm-mm. Fuck yo, bro. This is about Kokomo. We're to throw it down <laughs> now. This, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, how could you, sir? I mean, you know, first of all, let's talk about a little place called Kokomo. <laughs>
2: first of all, uh, how dare you?
1: Yeah. I have a couple of questions. First, yeah, first off, how dare you? Um... No, you know, Kokomo's fine. What's wrong with you? (laughs) I mean, it's not good compared to the rest of the Beach Boys, because they're, like, a really great group. But, like, like, Kokomo's (laughs) kind of a jam. It slaps.
2: I mean, Kokomo (laughs) is arguably the worst Beach Boys song, but the worst Beach Boys song is better than 85% of all other music? Exactly,
1: man. The Beach Boys are, like, the Hayao Miyazaki of music. That's pretty, that's pretty. That's... (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's
2: I'm sorry, John, explain the logic behind that conclusion.
1: Everything they do is pretty great, so even the worst (laughs) Beach Boys song, Kokomo, or the worst Miyazaki movie, Howl's Moving Castle, are fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) I was about
2: to say, I can't wait to hear the comparison between what Miyazaki film is (laughs) Kokomo.
1: Howl's Moving Castle, without question. (laughs) It's... Uh, absurd. Um but anyway, yeah, so yo bro. Uh yeah, it's uh, like I said, seven twenty meets um what did I say? Seven twenty meets Moonwalker meets the Beach Boys. You skate around, you're fucking killing monsters and rescuing kids. You you know, I consider the kids the collectibles because you get points. And, you know, it's, it's a high-score game. I don't know if you get an ending by beating this game, but, yeah, you're playing it for the high score. So you've got to rescue all the kids, get the most points possible. And then alternatively, also, you collect different weapons in this game. So you start out with a standard slingshot. And then, you know, what do you, what do you think the weapon upgrades go from there in Yo Bro, the game about a skateboarding bear who fights monsters?
2: <laughs> I would imagine uh, um, there's a slingshot, there's a yo-yo, and then there's a baseball bat at some point. No
5: slingshot, mm-hmm. upgrades to handgun, <laughs> upgrades to grenade launcher.
4: <laughs>
1: Solid Close. reasoning, John. Um, yeah. So the uh, the other collectible you know things in the game. So you got the slingshot, you got the rapid slingshot, the three way slingshot. You know what those do, uh, and then you got the mega slingshot that fires a like a big ass you know rock that deals extra damage. Then the other weapons that you can find. The freeze beam. Um, so suddenly the bear is Samus. Um, and then there are three different types of rocket launchers and three different types of grenades. So it gets uh, a little and this less... And a Beach uh, Boys song? A little less Beach Boys as it goes on. Like, you know... Those rocket launcher girls are cool. I really dig those chicks a lot, but, you know, I wish they all could be, uh, you know, grenade type three girls. Um, That's how it (laughs) goes. I
2: I would Uh, love if the Beach Boys
1: reunited to write a song about rocket launchers. (laughs) About Yo-Bro, quite frankly. (laughs) We need the story of this rad-ass skateboard bear that fights, you know, fucking monsters with rocket launchers. Like, it's... uh, it sure it sure doesn't come through in the game. I mean, you're just skating around, finding kids, killing giant plants and, like, mutant dogs and all kinds of crazy shit. And, you know, it goes from, <laughs> like, slingshots and skateboards to rocket launchers and skateboards. And all the while, California Girls is playing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> my real question on Yo Bro is... Who is this for? <laughs> like, John. Charles Regan. Manson. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Manson <laughs> was loving this. <laughs> they gave him a prison cell with a TurboGrafx-16 in it.
3: <laughs> Talk about Helter Skelter. <laughs>
1: uh, was a That was a weird ad campaign they had for the TurboGrafx-16. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I just love if you run down the list of things about this game. It's like, yeah, who the fuck is this for? Like... Colorful cartoon <laughs> adventure game. All right, kids. Where you rescuing like fellow kids. Okay, kids. Uh, where you're fighting giant monsters with rocket launchers. Um
3: So, okay. <laughs> Still kids? <With laughs> it's like, the yeah. uh, and the there's
1: Beach Boys music. Adults? <laughs> like and is Kokomo's not in the game. This game's for no one. <laughs>
5: I I really want to see that magazine ad that late 80s early 90s magazine ad of Charles of Charles Spencer in his cell playing the turbografx 16 with some kind of headline underneath of it <laughs> you know like now you can really get in the
1: um oh, God, oh
5: I don't know welcome to the Good family work.
1: he would play it even if he weren't in prison (laughs) now you can really get in the uh no john continue what are you gonna say please you really workshop that charles manson based ad campaign in real time john please do (laughs) Uh, anyway yo bro uh what a game i love this bear (laughs) I love how rad it is. It's so early 90s. It's from 1991, and it knows it. it but it's <laughs> a game about skateboarding, rocket launch, and fair with Beach Boys music. So it's kind of a game for no one. I, I, I truly
3: don't understand it.
1: And again, also, on the TurboGrafx-16, so it truly is a game for no one. Like
3: <laughs> I feel like it's target audience with uh, the guns and stuff, the Beach Boys... And being on a turbo graphics which is a more expensive console, it is obviously for like upper class boomers.
1: That's what it is. Yeah. Yo, know, yo boomer. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for the request, Dell.
0: <laughs> Game four.
3: All right, in this game, uh there is a quest pretty early on where you have the opportunity to help a corporation design a toothpaste that uh when you use it you don't want to be you don't want to eat. It doesn't it, uh it's basically diet toothpaste. Um and the reason for this is so workers won't be hungry and uh they don't have to stop for lunch breaks. answers, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus, that was not long at all. I had to fix my hair.
3: And Johnny with a uh, a dick, but it kind of looks like a spaceship, so he might get a point. We'll see. Um, John and David are quickly coming up with something. Ooh. 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 I don't know. You might want to change a couple letters. Um, <laughs> and David says, uh... Oh boy, it's blurry. Um, Life is strange before the storm incorrect. And uh oh damn John. Outer wilds no, it's outer worlds.
1: That's what that's the word I was
3: looking for. Oh man. Man, that's close, dude. So close. I feel bad I'm giving for you. I give myself the point. Well, I was going to give Johnny a <laughs> point since his uh, penis look kind of like a spaceship. And Outer Worlds <laughs> is a space RPG. And it's uh, per- it's pretty great. Um, say,
2: um, Jesse, can you describe this game? Because I've had multiple people talk about how awesome Outer Worlds is, but no one has described why. It's just Outer Worlds is amazing. It's like cool. Also, what do you do? Outer Worlds is just great. It's like before o- okay, that briefly, why? I do want
1: to say that you know, in I knew which game this was because I know what you've been playing, and you've been playing this, and so I fucking typed Outer Wilds, and <laughs> it. Google didn't correct me because a game by the name Outer Wilds came out right. earlier this year. And I'm like, okay, cool. There it is. And then, no, it's Outer Worlds. And that's not the first time I've made that mistake. God damn it.
3: <laughs> Coincidentally, that is also a space game, but very different. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> space! Thank you, go.
2: John. I was about to say, how long is it going to take?
3: So, uh, <laughs> so David, um, basically this game is kind of like... Uh, well, M- Muddle says it kind of best. It's Fallout in space. Um, so Obsidian, they made uh, Fallout New Vegas and a whole bunch of other games. But um, that's like the game that everyone fucking loves. Um, so if that makes sense. But it's kind of Futurama-y because it's very, like, it's it's future uh, There's it's, The dialogue is very funny. Um, it's... Okay, so the the like, lore behind the the game is a bunch of corporations found this place in space and they're like, hey, we're gonna settle this land and how about, uh, if anyone who wants to live on any of these planets uh, they can come work for us so basically people are in, indentured servants for, like, like, five or six different corporations and so, like, every time, like, you talk to people, um, uh, they always gotta remember to say that tagline um, You know it's 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 not a choice it's spacer's choice you know you gotta say who are you you work for every time and and you know some people are just so beaten down with it they're like oh yeah i got i forgot i have to say uh bye grandma's such and such you know (laughs) and so like there's like a you know the granny and and futurama there's basically uh a fucking corporation that's like an old lady and it's oh you're talking (laughs) about mom yeah mom mom that's right um but there's basically there's a a corporation that's just like her um and it's uh it's also a smaller game like it's a more of a like a twenty thirty hour r p g Which, you know, like you're saying, you don't want to dive into the fucking 100 hours. And I'm like, I'm right there with you. No,
1: honestly, uh, knowing now what I know about this game, which is that this game exists and that it's made by the people that it is and that it's reminiscent of the game that it is. I very much want to play this. (laughs) Like, uh, You know, that sounds fantastic. A, A game that's a light commitment that I can play, you know, after the baby goes to bed. Yeah. Uh, and be done with it for a while <laughs> like sounds good to me real fucking good
3: it's it might be my game of the year I still gotta do some thinking but it's it's mm. pretty it's pretty up there so far um unless so us just le- totally shits to bed soon it's
1: <laughs> less post-apocalyptic obviously cause it's uh it's more like no, space go- exploration yeah awesome
3: and all the planets are like surprisingly different like it's there's, like, this one planet where there's all these, like, cool, like, asteroids in the atmosphere and stuff. It looks real cool. Uh, there's one with all these, like, weird, like, mushroom-looking trees. And and there's, like, different, like, uh, animals to fight and marauders everywhere. And, uh, the companions are really cool, too. Um, there's, like, a pastor dude or a father, a vicar. That's what he is. He's, like, a religious dude. But he awesome. has like a shotgun, and he likes to run smack. I love the
1: companions in, uh, in yeah. Fallout, like uh, three in New Vegas. Like you know, is Boone in this
3: game? Can you get Boone? Uh, I don't think so. No.
1: Dang! If if he had made it off of post-apocalyptic Fallout Earth and onto the Outer Worlds, that would've been pretty dope, man. Yeah, you know, and any guy with some cool shades and a beret, I'm uh, I'm hanging with him.
3: Oh yeah. You can get a robot that thinks it's cleaning stuff, but it's really killing things. Awesome. <laughs> and, and it makes, like, quips, like, oh, now cleaning the uh, exterior. And it just starts melting like, things with acid. It's, ripping off someone's skin while he does
1: it. <laughs> oh, oblivious robots. Hell yeah, also a staple of the Fallout series. <laughs> you know, so, are there, yeah, there are Mr. Gutsy's all over
3: the place. I mean, are there Fallout references, period? <laughs> um... Trying to think, I haven't. I don't think I've seen a Fallout reference. I have seen an Ancient Aliens reference. Um, this uh, lady you do some quests for, and she's like, "I, f- I, f-, you know, I'm going to tell you some information, and it's going to shock you, and it involves all the places you've been and all the weird stuff has been going on." I'm pretty sure it's aliens. <laughs> Yeah. And like, Whoa. and your, your options are like aliens or aliens or, okay. Right.
1: <laughs> Aren't you like literally on an alien world answering this question? Like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, have you been paying attention? <laughs> like, it rem- it uh. reminds
2: me of, there's a, a joke in Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, where the Jetsons travel back in time. It's like, oh, we've come from the far off year of 2002. And he looks at his desk calendar. It says 2006. It's like, I see.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <sighs> awesome. So, uh, Jesse, I take it you got this then via Game Pass, right?
3: Oh, yeah. And God, man. Oh, I, it's so worth it. I
1: don't want an Xbox. But the number of things they keep putting on that Game Pass make it very tempting.
3: <laughs> That's, you could probably get one pretty cheap now, though. Yeah. I mean,
1: maybe I can Maybe I can. Hmm, I could probably spend that somehow. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's Black Friday, Friday. I know we have up. a
1: baby, but I need to play more video games.
3: <laughs> well, okay, you just say, look, I can pay, you know, fourteen ninety nine a month and have like hundreds of games to play, and I don't have to fucking buy shit because you know a lot of Microsoft's first party stuff is going to come out on Game Pass. Yeah, and then you know whatever else. Yeah,
1: no, it's tempting. Yeah like, sorry, sweetheart, I'm going to cancel our Disney Plus and our Netflix subscriptions and whoa, buy an whoa, Xbox. Whoa, 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 <laughs> Don't get too
3: hasty. Mandalorian yeah. is fucking great.
1: <laughs> it is acceptable. And I forgot to cancel after the trial, so I've got at least a month of that in front of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's not a bad deal.
2: <laughs> sorry, I was going to go off on the tangent on Disney Plus.
1: No, oh. we're not doing that. Yeah, you already had your voice actor tangent that took up John's whole segment mercifully. Yeah, that's true. So uh yeah. <laughs> So Johnny, uh you know, tell us how close you are to buying an Xbox One.
5: Um not anywhere near as close as I am to buying Disney Plus, that's for sure. But you could get uh, Disney
1: Plus through your Xbox One.
4: Yeah
5: but i feel like the the problem with uh, xbox is like all, almost everything comes out on xbox comes out on pc and i'm i'm always going to have a decent computer because i'm That's right. so like you it's just there's just no point for just me. Just
3: sign up for PC Game Pass. You get i think uh Outer Worlds yeah. might be on that too. You can pay okay.
1: 14.99 a month and have like hundreds of downloadable games available to you, right? Like first party, you know, Xbox games and yeah. you know uh yeah i thought i was kidding until i realized as i was saying that like no wait microsoft's been making a big push to like cross-platform with pcs <laughs> so yeah uh fuck yeah. buying an xbox then john it might actually behoove you to look into a game pass because you might get to play some cool modern games that aren't yeah, really kind of cool like uh i'm about due to build a new pc
5: maybe maybe early next year know, yeah, after christmas i can look into. a building a new pc and getting into some pc gaming because like my my current pc is like six years old it's kind of it's
1: kind of getting up there like it's about time yeah i mean Uh, i guess i'm just saying you know you you could actually experience some modern gaming experiences which i know you traditionally don't so uh yes it'd be uh it'd be interesting i would love to see johnny's take on like johnny streaming some fucking outer worlds like just (laughs) like uh some first person rpg shit that he's, you know, four generations behind on. <laughs> like it'd be, uh, it'd be pretty good, man. Wait a minute, so. My
2: character's in 3D? Yeah.
1: What? Wow. You know, I haven't played video games since the Dreamcast, and even I think Obsidian's character models are ugly. Uh, that's <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, this game uh, looks fucking cool, man. I definitely have to play it. I'm, you know, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm hoping that the good Black Friday sale comes up because I'm already going to be there getting something else. So, might as well toss the Outer Wilds in that or Outer Worlds. God it, in that cart. I'm not playing the Outer Wilds on principle now. What the fuck was wrong with them releasing that game in the same year as Outer Worlds? Like, I mean, who am I mad, mad at? I don't know. <laughs> mm. That's
2: like the the company that releases the straight to DVD movie Snakes on a Train.
1: That's, I mean, literally what it was. Because even looking up the Outer Wilds, it didn't... I was like, yeah, it's the space game. that uh, It's vaguely the thing that Jesse's been playing. And then it's like, no, god damn it. He's been playing Outer Worlds. What ah, You know, fuck them. Um, but anyway, Jesse, uh, you know, fucking awesome game. Uh, how's the soundtrack?
3: It's pretty cool. It's very ambient and spacey. Um, and then, okay, so like you heard the elevator music elevators have fun music also uh, all the vending machines they're all you know different corporations so whenever you leave one they play a little jingle for each uh, different corporation so that's kind of funny awesome
4: Nice.
1: I like it yeah, a lot it gets, man
3: it gets really into the whole um, space capitalism you know really <laughs> fucking shit up
1: <laughs>
3: hmm yeah. If only okay m- so there's also really fun space uh science weapons like there's a shrink ray where you can legit, you know actually shrink the enemies um I have this awesome rifle that uh I, it's basically a mind control rifle and I just like shoot a beam into someone and it plays this really weird like circus music and then they like just start killing their teammates it's pretty great
1: sounds dope no honestly I kind of now that we've talked about it I kind of can't wait to play it uh yeah, you know, it uh, it sounds like it's right up my fucking alley, and yeah, you know, I need a game like that. I need to, I kind of need a palate cleanse on games. Uh, meaning I need a game that I can play and fucking beat. I keep on buying these mistake games, like these big prestige games. <laughs> that I don't have the time for. <laughs> like, I gotta have something I can actually play to completion. Uh, or man, I'm not gonna have a fucking game of the year this year. My game of the year is gonna be like fucking Rocket League. So I'm gonna <laughs> need to play a game that I can uh. actually complete at some point. <laughs> So uh awesome game, man. Great a uh, great pick. And Johnny, uh, let's uh, let's bring it home, man. What do we got?
0: Game 5. <laughs>
1: Uh, despite this game not having vocals for its cutscenes and, and utilizing text based cutscenes, two characters uh, have zero lines of dialogue within said cutscenes. Who are those two characters? <laughs> Okay, so I'm sure I've thoroughly confused everybody. You
2: say thoroughly confused us, but I think that trivia gave it away.
1: I'm sure it did. Can't wait. Yeah. I feel pretty good. I can't wait. As I've said. I know
5: I know my dialog list cutscene games. Exactly.
1: Jesse's writing long enough. It should be right. Oh, here it comes. (laughs) uh, Jesse says Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, A good guess based on current releases, but incorrect. John Regan says Spyro 2. He is also incorrect. And David has, uh, man, he has outdone Johnny in the drawn penis (laughs) department. Johnny, you gotta step your game up. (laughs) That's uh, disgusting, David. Get it off the screen. It's not right. (laughs) Uh, No. this is uh this is another game that came out uh you know somewhat recently for the nintendo switch this is mario and sonic at the olympic games tokyo 2020 Ah. how did i not guess that for you the only game i've bought recently and a contender for game of the year based on the fact that i might be able to actually beat this game (laughs) what do you collect gold medals baby (laughs) olympic medals oh yeah
2: um, okay (laughs) okay there's a story
1: mode in this game most of the mario and sonic olympic games uh i believe all of them prior to this have not had a story mode this game has a story mode in which you are playing as uh mario and sonic uh you're sucked into a little game machine that transports you back to the 1964 tokyo olympics uh, and you have to collect gold medals in order to free yourself from the machine. And at the same time, parallel stories, you know, some crazy Inception shit. Uh, back in the modern world, Luigi and Tails are trying to figure out a way to get you out of the uh, little game machine you've been sucked into, and they are also collecting gold medals. And I literally just played past the point in the story where they clarify, like, yes. In order to get back to, like, get ourselves out of the system, we're going to have to collect, like, 14 gold medals and place them at the foot of the Olympic cauldron in 1964 Tokyo, and that will free us from the game. I'm like, well, that's it, baby. This game is <laughs> it's the only game I've been playing, so that's my pick for the night. Um, what a game, man. What a game. Uh, Johnny, you've been playing the hell out of this, right? God, I wish I was. I kind of, yeah. I wish you were, too.
5: Unfortunately, they don't put this out on the PC Game Pass. Exactly. Where's Mario Sonic at the
1: Steam games? (laughs) Son of a bitch. I can't believe Nintendo hasn't partnered with Xbox for Game Pass. Um, (laughs) No, this game, it's actually pretty fun, man. I was not going to make the same mistake I made in 2016 and not buy this game. Uh, I, I regret deeply that I did not get the chance to buy... Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games for a reasonable price. Yes, I could go on Amazon and buy it for whatever price people are charging for it. No, I know it's not worth that. So, I, you know, I was trying to wait until, like, it went on sale, like, got marked down. I don't think they pressed enough copies of the uh, Mario and Sonic Rio 2016, and it never went on sale in my area, and it just got fucking... It was gone. (laughs) Like, I lost the chance to buy it before it became a fucking collector's item so
2: just say you should know a game with mario in the title never goes on sale
1: i mean i was waiting i mean literally just for like a target buy two get one free like i would have copped that and like two other wii u games for a hundred bucks and been perfectly fine and no it didn't happen <laughs> like it just never happened and it went away and i wasn't gonna make that same mistake twice uh you know i I knew that this one wasn't going to be as grand as the twenty sixteen Rio game, uh but I figured, you know, fuck it man, if i don't like this game, guess who's getting a Christmas present my six year old nephew <laughs> uh, and guess who might still be getting this as a christmas present my six year old nephew because you know this game's cool, and I 'm rocking and rolling through that story. But, uh, you know, it might, uh, might kind of, you know, uh, not overstay its welcome, but, you know, it might be that I complete this riveting story <laughs> and <laughs> go ahead and move on to something like The Outer Worlds. Um, but, no, the game's a lot of fun, man. Uh, so, has anybody, uh, I'm looking at Jesse and David, played any Mario and Sonic Olympic game? <laughs> so, not yet.
2: I played the original. Um, I also played, there was a a sequel in the Winter Olympics on the Wii. Um, Mm -hmm. There were several sequels for this series. Um, I don't remember which Winter Olympics ones I played, but it was the one where they first introduced, like, the dream events and, like, hey, you can do the long jump in skiing, but in Mario Galaxy Space. So, like, I am familiar with this series. Um, I have not, unfortunately, played at the Tokyo Games. Right. Right.
1: Um, it's pretty fun, man, and you know I kind of th- was, you know, I knew somewhere in my heart of hearts that it wasn't going to be as awesome as the Rio one because you know the Rio games had, for and, and, and definitely in terms of soundtrack, uh, it's you know like of course the Rio one's going to have the liveliest fucking most awesome soundtrack possible. It's going to be just fucking like crazy samba music and fucking carnival themed shit, and it was, it was awesome. And this one, I'm like, what is Japan's indigenous music? Um, is it's it like, like a guitar with and, one
2: string? to say like, it's like like giant drums and one-string guitars.
1: Yes, you know, yeah, taiko drums. <laughs> um, so you know, it's got I think uh, some good, some interesting instrumentation. I haven't listened to the whole soundtrack, um, but you know, for the most part, man. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of a nice game and a nice soundtrack uh, like you said about uh, Dragon Quest 11 it's charming this game's both fucking charming <laughs> like it, you know it's a lot of fun uh, you know i'm enjoying the uh, the story mode like i said you get sucked into the 64 olympics then you have to play parallel between the 64 and the 2020 games And so, you know, you're just exploring Tokyo, and, like, as you're exploring it with Luigi and Tails, you can go to different sites, and all the little crowds that are at these different sites, like, you can go to the Shibuya Crossing, and it's, like, a big, you know, like, the busy street crossing, and it's full of, like, Flickies, and Shy Guys, and little Toads, and uh, Chow, like, it's just, like, they've recreated the bustle of Tokyo, but with Mario and Sonic characters, which is adorable and charming uh and then you know it's you're just kind of exploring like modern Tokyo and then when you have to go back into the the old one like the map is much more simple and it looks like uh almost like Sim City on the SNES and it's just like it's real basic and like the, there's a noted like lack of like urban sprawl to the map it's like oh yeah i can't even go to like that corner of Tokyo cuz it doesn't exist yet like eh, you know that's kind of cute and uh you know so yeah you know, it's just uh it's it's got some charm man it's got a uh, a lot of things like it's you know with the sightseeing stuff it's it's a little bit of a letdown because you know i have either a missing something or every time you go to like one of these famous things like you can't do like you know you need just like a binoculars mode where you can look at the big tokyo thing that looks like the eiffel tower or whatever and it's like you know, instead you're standing at the base of it, talking to Yoshi. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, this thing's like 600 meters tall. It's like, yeah, I'd like to look at it. You know, I thought that was the point of this game. I thought I could explore Tokyo and like look at it through Luigi's eyes. <laughs> can I? Can I see the tower or what? Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your word for it that I'm standing at the foot of this landmark, surrounded by shy guys, because you're not really uh not really giving me the full business. But uh, now,
2: is it in the story mode when you get zapped back to the 1964 Olympic Games? where the like 2d sprite version comes in because i have seen the trailers and i do know that like you do get to play retro versions using like 2d sprites
1: yep it's uh those are you know pretty fun so uh and there's also some charming stuff at play in the 64 uh you know 2d version uh johnny will appreciate this like so not just mario and sonic get sucked back in but also dr robotnik and bowser so they all get reverted back to their original versions. So Mario and Bowser look like 8-bit Mario and Bowser, but Sonic and uh, Dr. Robotnik look like 16-bit. And they didn't fucking like give these guys any custom animations or anything. So like Robotnik's got two modes. He's standing there and kind of bobbing on his legs, and if he has to walk anywhere, he throws his arms behind him and you know does the like the Robotnik fleeing run to get there. Nice. Like, oh, that's all right. great cute <laughs> like, sold everywhere he goes he's just you know he's got the arms back and he's hauling ass it's very funny um Robotic but yes Naruto running yes exactly <laughs> Robotnik or Naruto running you decide um <laughs> I just I just remember seeing it's
2: like oh we've got retro events like oh that's cool Mario and Bowser in 8-bit form Sonic and Robotnik in 16-bit forms like but but why are they in different graphic styles? Like, there are distinct 16-bit versions of Mario and Bowser. What?
1: Yeah. Why are and they I kinda in kinda two wondered, different
2: styles?
1: I kind of wondered that myself when they first showed that, because I'm like, yeah, couldn't they just go with, like, 16-bit Super Mario World Mario and Bowser? Or, or you know, uh, regress Sonic and Robotnik back to 8-bit? And it's like, eh, you know, these, g- these are, like, representative of their first appearances, uh, in their own series, so fuck it, whatever. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, that's it's, fair.
5: It's Sonic One Sonic. It's not like Sonic Three Sonic or Sonic Two Sonic, which it, look far cooler, in my opinion. Exactly, <laughs> it's Sonic One Sonic.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like I said, it's Robotnik not doing anything cool. He's literally standing there or fleeing with his arms thrown back in the Naruto run. So yeah, you know they're trying to honor the original appearances of these characters. Um, one thing that is slightly disappointing is that you. Uh, Once, like, you unlock and make the retro games uh, available, you can't play as, like, every character in them. There's only a few characters you can choose to play as in the old games. And it's like, you know, now, hold on. Now, I would like to see a retrofied version of, you know, Princess Peach. Uh, All right. No, actually, she is available. Uh, You know, I want to see a retro version of fucking Wario doing you know the triple jump (laughs) i I would love
5: if they brought in uh super mario land 2 wario yes have you you seen that wario
1: he looks disgusting insane we've discussed that before he's terrifying (laughs) looking and awful and see that would be a really fun reference if all these characters were playable scaled back to like their like most original sprite versions that would have been a really nice touch Mm, See, I think uh, it would be
2: even better if you could unlock, like, Wario in the retro triple jump or whatever, and it was literally just a Super Mario sprite, but colored yellow and
1: purple. See, I would have also accepted that, and maybe just a couple extra pixels on the stomach. Like, uh, (laughs) same thing with Waluigi, just the Luigi sprite, but, you know, purple and black, and somehow Just, like, bump him
2: (laughs) up a little bit, yeah.
1: Yeah. Or, like, that horrifying strung-out Mario from Mario Maker, but then turned into Waluigi. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it, you know, there's a lot of charming stuff in these games, man. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of events. Uh, they added, like, a uh, couple things. They added, like, wall climbing, like sport. They call it, I think, sport climbing. It's like, uh, you know artificial rock wall climbing which is uh you know really interesting game where you gotta like use both sticks to like move where your hands go and then like grasp at the right time so it's essentially like a like a timing puzzle uh, to try and go as far as possible you know it's pretty fun um i haven't played surfing yet but they added surfing um and yeah I mean, it's just a charming game. I like it you know you are you know wandering around uh Tokyo in sixty four and twenty twenty and you know doing events and learning fun facts about the Olympics, like you just have the little things they'll t- like ask you trivia questions about the characters and about Tokyo in general. It's like, yeah man, this game's just charming, like you, know, I want kids to play this like they're learning fun facts and fucking you know mashing buttons It's cool um and, yeah, it's got all the usual just, like, wackiness of uh, these Mario and Sonic games. You fucking, you know, I was doing an Olympic floor routine as Waluigi. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, you know, of course I put Wario on the horse for some equestrian shit. Like, it's, <laughs> it's all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh it's pretty fun man. It's uh it's got a lot of a lot of charm to it. I I hope it's not like a failure of a game cuz you know I'm personally looking forward to the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. I think uh like I'm I'm looking forward to that opening ceremony and I think it's going to be really fucking fun and uh I hope they uh I hope this game gets some recognition and I hope some switch players go for it cuz they kind of buried it by releasing it like 1 week before the new Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know if anybody told him but this game's going to get fucking buried. <laughs> so uh yeah, I hope uh I hope this game gets its due. And um uh... Oh man, I just realized I didn't answer the trivia question for fucking <laughs> my game at all. <laughs> What was your trivia question? David, any guesses as to the two characters in Mario and Sonic at the Olympic uh, Games 2020 that don't have any lines of dialogue? (laughs) Mario and Sonic. Close. It's Mario and Luigi. (laughs) For some reason, all of the characters say things except Mario and Luigi. They just emote via Charles Martinet voice clips. And then somebody's like, oh, really, Mario? They got sucked into the game? <laughs> it's uh, a very odd stylistic choice. <laughs> <laughs> See, I
2: still wish um, that, like, every Mario game moving forward does the Mario and Luigi thing, where they just have Charles Martinet, like, ramble off various Italian-sounding gibberish. That's essentially what they did. Like, yeah. when you Because po- if you ever play those games, like during all the cutscenes when like Mario has to say something like the weird little sprite character and it was like oh Mario aren't you the savior of the Mushroom Kingdom and like there's the animation of him like shaking
1: his hands just like oh yeah I put it in it's a yeah no that's yeah, you know, almost totally what they did <laughs> except it's even simpler than that it's just Luigi going like eh uh and then you know Tails like yeah we do need to find the person who can help us get Mario and Sonic out of the game <laughs> it's like why would they do that? That's, that's
2: such a dumb
1: idea. <laughs> like, oh, and yeah. In Mario's Mario, case. you're absolutely
2: right. That is the <laughs> exact sequence of buttons we have to press in the game.
1: Right. In Mario's case, he's been sucked back to the 64 Olympics, so there's, you know, everybody else just has text boxes with no noises, and whenever Mario has to say anything, he either jumps up in the air a couple of times or, like, shuffles his feet. And <laughs> it's just kind of like... <sighs> They really could have just given him a dialogue box like this. Yeah, I appreciate the commitment to the bit, but, you know, just uh, give him a dialogue box. Nobody's going to be mad that you don't spell everything with, uh, like, a dash A at the end. Like, you can just do dialogue boxes with no Italian accent. Just spitballing here.
2: See, I feel like they should have done what um, Dragon Quest Eleven does, because the hero, like, has a voice during battles like grunts while jumping and attacking and all that kind of stuff but like during cutscenes and everything it's like the king turns to the hero's like how did you come to our land and then there's just an animation of him like raising his hand up it's like the hero explains the journey so far
1: yeah oh right. i see everything that you've done cuz yeah all you get from like luigi is him like you know moving his hands <laughs> it's like what is he what's you trying to say boy you trying to say Mario's in trouble? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Mario got trapped in a well? Yeah. <laughs> we got to get gold medals? Yeah. Eggman, I call him Robotnik. Um, yeah. Anyway. You know, Johnny, I think it's time to send this one over to the calculating computer.
0: Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. <clears throat> <clears throat> SCORING
3: COMPLETE This game's winner is
1: Jesse Moore Hell yeah Wow Uh, You've done it Jesse You you took off uh, with your toe behind the line So there was no foul So I have no reason to challenge this world record Um, That's uh, more Olympic scoring references For anybody that was after them I feel like I didn't do enough of those this game So Jesse a perfect 10 of a game Uh, you know, a 10 for difficulty, uh, and a 10 on, uh, on your form and fantastic for you, man. What do you have in mind for a theme for our next episode? Episode 180.
3: Oh man. Um, well, since Mandalorian just came out, how about, uh, games where you wear cool armor?
1: You know, I like it. I like it a lot. That's a great idea. Um yeah there's uh there's a few of those yeah um you know if if nothing else i'm not you know not talking bad about the mandalorian but if nothing else he's got cool armor (laughs) so there's uh the armor is unquestionable and i think that's uh that's a great pick much more so it's a great uh it's a great choice instead of like say disney games or you know star wars games uh no i like armor Because, yeah, I've played a few of those. So, yeah, great fucking game. Uh, Great theme. Can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Uh, What a great game tonight, guys. Thank you so much uh, for playing. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Everybody watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night uh, in YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Search for Game That Tune. We had some great viewership tonight, so we appreciate you guys all tuning in. Um, thank you to everybody who listens in podcast form Our podcasts come out on Wednesday mornings and they're available wherever you get your podcast search your game that tune and uh, you know download listen enjoy I put some good work into those to make them sound a little extra nice and uh, we hope you enjoy listening in podcast form special thanks to everybody uh, checking out patreon.com/ game that tune it's the home for awesome game that tune exclusives we've got GTT gyms we've got covered up we've got mixtapes you know we haven't had anything like that in like a fucking month. But we're going to get back on track at some point. So, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys continuing to support the show. Uh, It supports, uh, you know, us uh, doing our show, upgrading our equipment. It supports the 24-7 video game music live stream over there at YouTube. So uh, we really do appreciate you guys checking out Patreon. Special thanks to our super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger. Lance Revere, Damian Beckles Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, and Chrono—all fantastic fellows and all great contributors to the success of "Came That Tune." Uh, thank you, uh, Dell, for your request. Uh, Dell put his request in. Well, actually, shit, this one he requested like three fucking years ago. I don't remember how he requested it. Probably via Twitter. Um, you know, but you know, we, we these days you can make your request via our Discord server. So find our Discord server. It's on our website or in our YouTube show, uh, YouTube description, all that stuff. Join us on Discord, make your request. Or you can send us a request, game that tune at gmail.com. Or you can uh, hit us up on Twitter. We're at gamethattune. Or you can find us all individually on Twitter and tell us about uh, you know awesome games with awesome soundtracks. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, I am on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at... J.P. Regan Jr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at... D.F.D. Fleming. And you can find this week's winner, Jesse Moore, Mr. Outer Wilds himself, on Twitter at...
3: Sega underscore legend.
1: All right, Wildman, you got the theme for the next episode, so uh, tell us what we got for our uh, bonus tunes for tonight.
3: Uh, So two years ago, this group, Palette Swap Ninja, uh, made this great album. Um, base, they took basically uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and made an album about Star Wars instead called Princess Leia's Stolen Death Star Plans <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I'm, I've brought to us a uh, reprise slash a day in the life of Red 5
1: I don't know if I'm going to like any of that peace out everybody
3: <laughs>
5: that's <was>
1: awesome <laughs>
6: With Princess Lay Stone and Death Star plans. We know where our torpedoes go. Princess lay a stone and death stop plans. Just shoot here and the place explodes. Princess lay a stone and princess lay a stone. Princess lay a stone. Princess lay a stone, Princess lay a stone, and death stop plans. Hope the Empire can't defend Princess Leia's droid is holding Stolen Death Star plans It's getting very near the end Princess Leia's stolen Princess Leia's stolen Princess Leia's stolen stolen. Today, oh boy, I helped a princess and her droid escape. Though losing Ben was rather sad, he said. He debts to pay said it looked like suicide and didn't care enough to stay I'm in an X-wing now oh boy switch my deflectors on to double front we're split in squadrons red and gold this battle has begun
1: Red 10 standing by Red 7 standing by Red 3 standing by Red 6 standing by Red 9 standing by Red 2
6: standing
3: by Red 11 standing by
4: Red 5 standing by
3: We're passing through the magnetic field Look at the size of that thing Cut the channel Red 2 We're in position I'm gonna cut across the axis and try and draw their fire. Red 5 I'm going in
6: pilot said, thought for sure that I was dead Got a little cooked, but I'm okay And R2, hey, just see what you can do Here's the plan, we're going fast Keep the spiders off our backs Gonna close it up with Biggs and Wedge Then Obi-Wan spoke and I went into a dream I recall my torpedo finds a target and I wait for it to fall.
5: Target.
1: Fire coming in point three. Stay on target. I'm on the leader. This is it. You may fire (laughs) and
4: ready.
1: You faded it on. A day in the life. That okay, was the Johnny.
3: best fucking part, dude.
1: Oh, Everybody we get mad. We're gonna edit this oh, part out and fuck. edit the whole song into oh. the podcast version.
5: <laughs> sorry, oh, Let Johnny. Have it. You,
1: Johnny, fuck and down. here come the pretzels. <laughs> <clears throat> Dragon Quest XI S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition is copyright 2019 Square Enix Company Limited. Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage is copyright 1999 Insomniac Games Incorporated. Yo Bro is copyright 1991 ICOM Simulations. The Outer Worlds is copyright 2019 Obsidian Entertainment. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 is copyright 2019 Sega Games Company Limited and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Although
2: that's another thing that I love is there are...
1: Shit, my bad
5: wow. Alright, game two Fuck off, <laughs> Johnny no.
1: The fuck was that, John?
5: <laughs> I was trying to rearrange the songs in the playlist And I accidentally double-clicked one That's basically it Okay My Fair bad
3: I, <laughs> um, I do and, love that and now you know the rest of the of story like story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, that curtain Game three Thanks for the request, Del
0: <laughs> Game four
1: Right
5: Hold on, I want a fresh take
4: Nope